What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the Turning Tube Podcast. We're back again with another daily episode. Today we're previewing the rest of the AL East. We got Toronto Blue Jays, who are not the Toronto Blue Jays. Maybe some Pittsburgh Blue Jays, Buffalo Blue Jays. Who knows? We'll get into that. And then ending off with our favorite Boston Red Sox. Lerns was wearing a David Ortiz shirt. I'm wearing nothing. Red Sox pants. Oh, I didn't even see them. Red Sox pants. Nice. Love to see it. Love to see it. And I obviously have my Will Middlebrooks um, tramp stamp, so he's forever with me. Personally, I got a so Will Middlebrooks. Dev- I got a, like a shrine on my upper left back, but tramp uh-huh. stamp's acceptable as well. Yeah, okay. E- either one worked. We're still all for the love for our hero, Will Middlebrooks. But, yeah, we, two interesting AL East teams we're going to break down today. And we're going to start with the Jays, but just a warning. We are Homer Red Sox fans. This isn't going to be a biased... This is going to be a biased breakdown. I won't say they're not going to win the World Series because they might, and they are. So maybe Lorenzo comes down a little harder, but we're going to start with the Baby Jays. But just a fair warning, if you hate the Red Sox, maybe tune out at like 20-minute mark because I'm I'm a little too high on the Red Sox because I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. So, But the Baby Jays, how about them, huh? Yeah, I'm going to do my best to keep him in check, guys, but my fandom is probably going to take over, too. So this is going to be our mm-hmm. most biased breakdown for sure. Oh, but for sure. we got the Baby Jays. I love when the Baby Braves, Baby Jays. Like, I'm starting mm-hmm. to love that little trend. And I'm cautiously optimistic about the Baby Jays. That's how I, that's how I phrase it. Like, I'm yeah. optimistic. you got to have caution in there for sure. They're interesting. I guess we can start with their offseason moves got um mayor ding dong city travis shaw he's probably not the mayor anymore he's kind of like the um maybe a town hall person when you know when a town doesn't have a mayor because it's too small it has like a few city leaders it's probably that Uh, my biggest developing take is i've already said this on air we need to vote as much as i love travis shaw had some time with the socks so went to the brew crew Mm -hmm. we need a new mayor of ding dong city we should have an election i do i got the graphic ready we're, it's gonna happen soon, but we need that. The mayor of Ding Dong City, we gotta we gotta see the results. And Travis Shaw had a good run, you know, but it's time for change. Everyone needs to change. We live in a democracy. Yeah, he's definitely not the same Travis Shaw. But then they brought in Ryu from the Dodgers, who is an ace, pretty much. Uh, is he though? I think I think he is. People forget how good this Dodger rotation could have been. Because they could have had um, Bueller, Kershaw, Ryu, Maeda, Price, Urias, Dustin May. That's like 18 starters. I don't. I'm not good at math, but I think that's like at least three that I named. So he, he did I mean, have. That's, there's a uh, lot of trades going on, but that's insane. He did. He finished second in Cy Young voting last year. Yeah, he's insane. They they got an ace. So yeah, he's, uh, I. I don't know. He's definitely his stats back up the ace. I just have a different view. Maybe it's because of his role in the Dodgers rotation. Yeah, he was prominent. always a two. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's got 2018, one, on sub two ERA in 2019, which was ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, 2019, 2.32 ERA, uh, 29 starts. That's that's impressive. He's obviously a contact pitcher, which scares me a little bit uh, with the Blue Jays because they're not the best defensively. He only had six... So he only had eight uh eight strikeouts per nine last year. So that wasn't that's not great. Um Yeah, but he's uh he's not he's an efficient pitcher. He's not like a wipeout slider kind of guy. But he can get the job done. I think the main question is 
he's facing a DH now, but now everyone's facing a DH, so not as much in question there. And the Blue Jays are kind of more of a hitter's park, so we'll see how he fares there. But I do think, I think um, that's a, it's a good signing for them. Yeah, but even if you apply the half-run ERA jump to the AL, that's still a sub-free ERA. Yeah, no, he's a great pitcher, a, a great signing for them. Kind of shows that they're they're gearing up for trying weird. to win. Is it a weird signing? Very weird. Ryu to the Blue Jays, don't think anyone really saw it coming. West Coast to Canada, don't really. I mean, that's just, that's abrupt for sure. Yeah, not even that. Just like, doesn't, while I'm cautiously optimistic with the Braves, with the, pff, the Braves, the Blue Jays, um, it, I don't know. They signed him a four-year $80 million contract. Uh, you know, he should have won the Cy Young if it wasn't for Jacob deGrom being Jacob deGrom. But mm-hmm. it just seems like maybe they're counting on those last two years for for him to be there rather than the first two. You know what I mean? I honestly think their payroll's probably like negative right now so they're kind of just they're just throwing money in some players yeah because they they're paying all these young guys basically nothing yet so they can afford this so i i don't i think it's kind of a good signing i kind of like it i definitely like it because it shows me um one he's an ace pitcher that gives just these young players hope that there's a chance to win Mm -hmm. like hey guys you have like Investing in your team, investing in your players, which is really important as an organization, unlike you know your Cleveland Indians. But mm-hmm. so that's important. So I like that. Um, and you, how do you not like Ryu as a pitcher? Like we just gave you stats. The guy's absolutely dirty. So I, yeah. it's just an interesting signing. It is interesting, but we came in a little high on the Jays. I'm coming in low for the rest of this team. I think people are way too high on them. The rest of their starters, it's Ryu. So you got an ace, solid ace to compete in the AL East. But then you got Tanner Roark, Matt Shoemaker, Trent Thornton, Ryan Barucci. I mean, these aren't, this isn't a good rotation. Especially in the East, this is not a good rotation at all. It's a bad team rotation. They have a lot of young hype in their lineup, and they have an ace. But just talking about pitching, they don't They don't have it. Uh, I would put them, they're kind of trapped in... Uh... What's the word I'm using for here? They're like in the baseball waiting room of yes, the dentist yeah. office. They're like they're they two. Ha- they're two through five are just placeholders. None none of these pitchers are going to be the future. Yeah, and it's like I would say that's how their entire team is. They have the dynamic young talent in Vlad Guerrero and Bo Bichette and Cav Kevin Biggio uh, and Gurriel Jr. Like they yeah. have the talent, but it's like they don't have the uh the ability to construct the other players that you need to put those young talent or surround young talent enough to make it a playoff caliber team but they're still yeah. exciting uh i like tana rourke more than most but he's just another league average pitcher like he's yeah. he's a low ceiling inning eater that's what he is like he has a low ceiling but he's going to eat your innings in a longer season that would matter more but that's kind of like the rep, that's exactly what all of these players are, like Matt Shoemaker, Chase Anderson, and Anthony Kay, who they acquired in the Marcus Stroman deal. So, like, all of those pitchers are kind of the same. You only need, like, one, two max, and they have four. Yeah, yeah, I don't – It's they're not trying to win quite yet. I think a lot of people are thinking they are because of this young talent is so exciting. And I like the young talent. I just think 
it's two years away, maybe one year away from being like a threat, but they're so exciting. They all have names, which I think helps this team get hype and makes people pick them to be better than they are because, I mean, Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero, Guriel, those are all major league names, just not the right first name yet. Who are you uh, highest on right there? Uh, I think Bo Bichette's going to be good. I'm super high on him. Uh, I think Biggio has a lot more upside than he gets credit for. Uh, Oh, yeah, he can hit. He can hit for sure. His batting average did not reflect that. He had 234 batting average last year, 16 home runs, and... uh, 48 RBIs, so that didn't ref- in 100 games played, so that's not what you're looking for, but I think he definitely has a ton of upside. Uh, you know, boy hit for the cycle. We love to see that. Yeah. But uh, my issue with this lineup is I feel like there's a lot of pop, but not enough um, 300 hitters, like on-base guys. There's a lot of this, like, 20 home runner guys, but, like, yeah. solo shots because no one's getting on base. And these 20 home run guys are under the age of 22. Like, you, there's no proof that these guys can win. I mean, Bichette, Biggio, Guriel Jr., Guerrero Jr., uh, Rowdy Telez, these aren't, these are, like, young, young guys. There's, they've proved nothing. Even Vlad, I mean, he's done, he didn't have a good season, really. He he hit a lot of home runs in the home run derby, but nothing to, like, blow you away in the season, so. Can I have a hot I really take? think, Yeah. I'm afraid that I'm gonna get canceled for this one. Like that, Blue mm-hmm. Jays fans aren't gonna like me. Vlad Guerrero Jr. scares me. Not in like I'm afraid to watch him. Like I'm afraid that he's not gonna be as good as people think. There's no way he can be as good as people think because people were so high on him. And he's, I mean, he's 15. I don't know. Home, he had 15 he home hit. runs last year, and he had a 272 mm-hmm. batting average. Um. I don't think he takes enough pitches. I don't like his. I don't like his. Uh, like he's like excited to play, but that's also a young player. But also like, just the way he's built, remind doesn't look like he's playing third right now. They're already trying to move him over the first base. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a first baseman probably next year. And I don't know if he hits good enough to be a first baseman. I and, think he will. But I don't. There's no way he can live up to his hype. I mean, that's just people are thinking also, like, "Oh, this is a Ken Griffey Jr. kind of situation where he's going to be better than the father." I mean, the, it's just so early. He's so young. Yeah, Maybe he's young. Put him in at DH. I there's upside for sure, but I think. But you can't put him the, in the, DH yet, though. You can't like you got to make him play the field. Yeah, but they also got Rowdy Telez coming up, who is another big boy who doesn't like to play the field. So I don't yeah, know. That's the thing, though. Vlad Guerrero, he's a big boy, man. Like he's a he's a big dude. He is. Yeah, so I, he's the baby Jays are interesting. I'm a little maybe I'm misreading the hype, but I think this lineup this year is not a winning record team. They're just too young. It's I don't think they're trying to be. They got Ryu, that's all they have for pitching, and they got a young, exciting lineup. But it's not going to win games. They're they got old veteran role players like Travis Shaw, Rendell, Grychuk. That's it though. They don't. They're not. They're not making moves. They don't have a. A solid number four hitter. They don't have a leadoff hitter hitting 300 every year. They're just they're in the middle of the rebuild, but it's it's climbing real fast. They're in two years. They're going to be a real threat. That is that is true. Um, do you want to hear my interesting stat of the pod? I do. I love this segment. Uh, <laughs> the Blue Jays used 21 different pitchers in 2019, mm-hmm. which ranks second. 
all time for the number of pitchers used in a starting rotation, only behind the 1915 Philadelphia Athletics with 24. Who yeah, went so 43 and 109. That was like 3,000 years ago, so I don't really count that. So the Blue Jays used the most pitchers ever in the 2019 season. They brought in an ace, but, I mean, other than that, you could definitely see them struggling to find pitching again. But, um... They, yeah, it's just... Big, you know, you know. Uh, uh... Another thing is, uh, since it's basically a Red Sox pod, Ben Sherrington left the Blue Jays this offseason to go to the Pirates. Mm. So, they he's uh, Ben Sherrington, if you guys don't know, is a really, really good uh, really good at building farm systems. He built a yes. great farm system in Boston that established that 2018 World Series champion. He was the reason they won, like those abilities mm-hmm. to trade those players. Um, so, he did the same. He looks like he did the same thing in Toronto. With all this youth wave coming up, and I think he's going to have another good effect in Pittsburgh. So that's something also to worry about if you're a Blue Jays fan. But I like this young talent. I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just worried. And uh, my take on Guerrero Jr. is probably my favorite young player in baseball, and that's not a hot take because his his ass is a wagon, man. Hop on, like mm-hmm. he's going to hit moonshots. If they had like a measure, like if they put those signs out there, he's probably the closest to 500. Yeah, hey, I do think Bo Bichette is going to hit more home runs than him, though. But he's going to hit him farther, Vlad. Yeah, Vlad will hit probably three less, but hit him way farther. 50 feet farther per home run. Ding. He's just smoking dingers. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's the blip. I think it's the baby Blue Jays' expectation is based on your expectation. If you expect yeah. them to be a playoff-caliber team, you're going to be disappointed. But if you look at their roster like we are, and you're like, this is just a— a young roster, then maybe they can surprise you and give you an entertaining game, a ball club. Uh, they're far more entertaining than the rest of the bad teams in the league. Oh, for sure. I, that's why I think they're on the next level. They're probably on a level of their own because they're much better than those six big, like Marlins, Pirates, Royals, Tigers, Orioles, um, Marlins. I might have said them twice. We'll edit that out. But they're they're much better than those teams. But I wouldn't call them Red Sox level, just talent-wise. And they're not quite... I mean, they're not like a great team like the Yankees. So they're kind of just in the middle, I think, in a couple years with more pitching is really just what they're missing. And just developing these young players, they're, they'll be there. But young talent is kind of the kind of the baseline for this team. You want to know what I could see the Blue Jays being? I could see them being that team that you have to play on the last weekend of the year and they've they beat you so you don't make the playoffs yeah they're annoying they're 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 feisty yeah yeah young i mean young team could be good in the season maybe these veteran based teams like the red sox or something like that the nationals even they don't they lose steam later in the year and these baby jays come bachette biggio Guerrero jr and guerrero jr comes steam into the gate that is and the best argument for them they're young yeah that is this lineup i'm looking at projected i don't know how correct it is i'm not like super familiar with all the jays young prospects but their first four hitters are bachette biggio guriel jr and guerrero jr and that's how did that happen we need to get we need to do a deep dive and are they drafting players kids on purpose like they have to be there's no the, way they're not there's got to be some sort of weird like baseball card collector up there who's like all right that's also that's a huge community that i don't understand baseball card what community baseball oh, yeah. card collectors yeah i even memorabilia 
and but I get like jerseys and bats a lot more than baseball cards. It's just one of those like American traditions that I'm just not like just like what? Not really into don't, it. Don't quite get it. They, they probably got this Vlad Guerrero Jr. card, but he's, you're right. It's like it's so weird. But also that's four really really young guys. Like that's your order. Yeah. And it's so I do like the Blue Jays approach of hey they're not sugarcoating it. They're telling you what they're doing. These are our guys. Mm-hmm. We're putting them in the lineup, and they're gonna hit. Or they're not going to hit. They're ride, riding or dying with them, and I respect that. Yeah. Cause like and if you're if you're a Jays fan, you can't be mad because there's so much hype around this mediocre sub mediocre team. And what like four years ago, they were a completely different team that was good. They had the um like the R.I. Dickey years, the Batista, the Edwin Encarnacion, Josh Donaldson like, MVP season. Josh Donaldson, yeah. That isn't that far. Oh, like that not that far away and now they're already ramping up the series rebuild so it's a great time to be a Jays fan very I'm very impressed by the uh the Blue Jays ability to get back in the fold because if you look at the Blue Jays and the Orioles they're kind of they the Orioles had Chris Davis Mark Trumbo uh Nelson Nelson Cruz Cruz for that year yeah they were like in similar team very similar teams heavy bats Zach Britton was unreal oh he was yeah it's nasty for the Orioles uh who was the manager of the Orioles back then I forgot what was his name Buck, Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter, yeah. That like that type of uh those type of teams. They're very similar and the uh the Blue Jays return to relevancy is quite impressive. And I gotta tip my cap to the the baby Jays over there. Mm-hmm. Um so other than that though, there's not really much. The only other topic I really want to talk about with the Blue Jays, um, with you is just where do you think they should play? Because it was announced that they're not allowed to play in Toronto anymore and they have yeah, to find a new uh, major league stadium. So like where do you think they're gonna play? Well, you know I love a good logo and uh, all that stuff. So my mind immediately went to if they moved to Buffalo. I saw this on Twitter, I think, so I can't take credit. But um, they could change their names to the Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild? That's a good one. Twitter coming in like, clutch. Yeah, the birds, still kind of the wings thing, Buffalo Wild Wings. So I like that. But they're not going to play in Buffalo. I think there was reports of it's too small. Not like there's no lights or something like that. It's just not major league ready. So I think they I, they're thinking Pittsburgh or DC something like that. Uh, I think so they're I gonna. Well, I think it's fun to be like, oh, they're gonna go to Pittsburgh. Uh, Baltimore is also another one. Camden Yards, uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Washington, and Baltimore is the reports I saw. But I think they're gonna end up in uh, Florida at their spring training facility. I think it's Dunedin. Uh, is how to pronounce the. I think yeah, that's I, probably where they're gonna end end up because they play in the same division as Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. So you're cutting travel I hope there. They don't though because that's the coronavirus nightmare so i don't i think if they go to florida you see players opt out which is sucks for the jays even more but i i really don't see how they can go to florida it's a nightmare down there oh i just feel like this they already have um some sort of comfortability factor in the spring training facility because they've been there before they know the park they know the the locker room so it's like familiar for these blue jays who are going to be cast into a stranger stadium so it Mm. also gives them a sense of like they're the only ones who were like playing there so it's like their home stadium whereas you're sharing with the pittsburgh pirates like it's not really like your home stadium so yeah. i think so maybe if i comfortability factor also i think the mlb will probably push that just to like minimize the amount of travel because if you have to play tampa bay 10 times even in the same state right there that's that's helpful for them that's true yeah do they does it get to the point where they have to play all away games <laughs> Probably, yeah, maybe. That's what it's going to be like. That's These Blue Jays, the Blue Jays, but uh, also home field advantage does not really matter to me much. 
during this Especially season. with no fans. It literally yeah. doesn't matter. It do, the whole part of the scary of going in the Yankee Stadium is that you have four, hundreds of, no, 40,000 40-year-old white guys with chains named Vinny hanging over the edge of the stadium throwing beer cans at you. That's what's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Not when you yeah. go there and it's just like an empty stadium with cardboard cutouts of these white guys sitting in the stand. Like, it's different. <laughs> yeah. By the no way, Vinny's cardboard cutouts seen. are lame. Better than empty, I think. Really? No. No. Poor Grandma Lou is going to take a home run right off the face in center field. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know i'm i'm really worried to see these if these mlb team like games don't feel like the opening day games and like the opening season i'm gonna be so disappointed yeah i'm just i'm predicting it vlad guerrero jr is gonna hit a home run so fast it's gonna blow up one of these cardboard cutouts and it's gonna be so funny that's gonna be the only thing like that is different that i'm looking forward to but yeah don't talk like that jack we're here to talk baseball, but we've already gone 20 yeah. minutes on these baby Jays, and this is going to be a heavy Red Sox pod, so we're probably going to be mm-hmm. a lot. We're going to be a long time. So, oh, yeah. so Jack, what you we already told them fans what they should watch these Blue Jays for. They're young and fun, mm-hmm. so give me your win record on them. Coming in at 28 and 32. Ooh, hi. They're not not an awful team, but um, East is really good. They do play the Orioles, and the Red Sox could. Could be bad, so we'll see where that happens. But um, don't think they will be. Red Sox for life. But yeah, Jays coming in twenty eight thirty two. They're not ready to win, but um, good young talent I think propels them a little bit. No pitching though, so twenty eight wins. I see them at. Uh, I got them at twenty eight, twenty five, and thirty five coming in. Oh, uh, I think they're gonna struggle, but they're gonna be able to play spoiler. They're not the Orioles. Like you actually have to throw Garrett Cole. Or, like, whatever mm-hmm. pitcher the Red Sox have an ace against them in order to win a game. Like, you can't go in there and just slap it out. You'll lose. You're going to have to put your best out there against them. Um, and I could see them, you know, stealing a series or two. But overall, I think they're a team upward trajectory, but not there yet. We're still getting there, guys. Exactly. And let's now let's talk about a team that's kind of doing the opposite, where your 2018 World Series champions and then 2019 did not make the playoffs, Boston Red Sox. Seemingly downward spiral. Cora just got kicked out of the league for a year. We I got must Chris say, can, out for Tommy John. Can I please say though, fully exonerated, Boston Red Sox. Yes, true. So valid true. championship. Mm-hmm. Very valid championship. I don't think the hate is a little. There's no really Red Sox hate for cheating because it was all directed at the Astros, and the Yankees did the same thing as the Red Sox did. It's. It wasn't as bad, but th- we're not talking about that because we don't want to get yelled at by Twitter fans. So We'll get roasted. These Boston Red Sox, let's start high because it gets rough after we start high. Let's go to the lineup. Um, what do you got on the lineup? Oh, I got their projected lineup right in front of me. Uh, quick, I, I got some actual like in-depth Red Sox takes, but I'll give you the one for nine. We got Andrew yeah. Benintendi leading off. Xander Bogarts in the two-hole, Devers in the three-hole, J.D. Martinez, uh, J.D. Ding-Dongs, if I must say, uh, in the four-hole, your guy, Alex Verdugo, hitting five, Christian Vasquez six, Mitch Mullen, seven, Bradley in the eight-hole, and then Jose Perez in the nine spot. Peraza, yeah. Peraza. Honestly, in that lineup, I mean, we're diehard fans. Peraza's the only, like, question mark and kind of That's like, all a lot. No, that's a good lineup. That's a good lineup. Yeah. Also, I think, like, I think he's going to get bumped for Chavis. Yeah, Chavis, uh, he hit some dingers, so we need, could, always need that. 
but that top five is good. That's one honestly probably one of the best because we talk about Otani, Rendon, um, Trout. We talk about like Glaber, Stanton, Judge. Give me Devers, Bogarts, JD. They run with those dogs any day. I mean, Devers and Bogarts, underrated seasons. I kind of think amazing seasons. Like, for a bad team, Devers they, and no, Bogarts, were... I think both hit above 300, like, fairly high. Hit so many doubles, so many hits, so many RBIs. They just, they did on base. And then you got JD Martinez, who doesn't even really need explanation. So, yeah, well, I'm going really fast. I'm getting excited. I... There's some excitement going on Yo, everywhere in my body, but dude, Rafi Devers had a slow me down. I got you. Let's, let's start with one player at a time. Let's calm down, Doyle. Uh, Rafi Devers had a monster season. This man was he was the green monster. He hit yes. 32 home runs, 115 RBIs. He batted 311, 54 doubles. Um, his defense at third base improved dramatically. He received MVP mm-hmm. voting, which he should have. I think he's probably the best young third baseman in baseball right now. And he took his – if you don't watch uh, Red Sox baseball on a day-in, day-out, you won't understand how drastic of a leap this was. Because in 2018, he mm-hmm. hit 240, 21 home runs and 66 RBIs. But the talk in Boston was it's time to trade Rafi Devers. He's mm-hmm. a bust. So that step for him was gigantic. Yeah, he, he balled out. He was their best player his defense was was solid at third. You didn't have to hold your breath every time they hit it to him. So that was a great improvement. And he has protection in the lineup. So moving down, we got or no, let's go up one. Benintendi, who interesting story, but he has proved he can be good. He had a good 2018, poor 2019, but just like Devers last year, the talk in Boston this year is is it time to trade to move on from Benintendi because he hasn't shown us anything really solid in a little bit so maybe we see him take the Dever step and then this lineup is nuts uh can i would just like to say the only sports take i have ever gotten correct was last year i predicted mm-hmm. that eduardo rodriguez before the 2018 2019 season that eduardo rodriguez and rafi devers were gonna take huge steps forward and they were mm-hmm. arguably the team's best pitcher and best hitter yeah best two players for sure you but, you really nailed that I, and for Ben Intendi, you you laid it out perfectly. That is the exact same scenario he's in. The only difference is I'm a little scared that maybe we've seen what Andrew Ben Intendi is. I think he may be plateauing. Yeah, I, it's hard to say because the season starts and we could change our opinion. He could come out of the gates hot like Devers did. So it's really just he is a question mark, well, but the- he's not. He's still young and he still has talent. So it's a good question mark to have, I think. For sure, and he, people forget he was the number seventh overall pick in he, the draft. Like he's, yeah. And he when he came up, him and Yohan Moncada, he was like a top. He was one of the top prospects in baseball. But mm-hmm. my question is about him. Benintendi has always been his actual raw natural power. The reason I was so yeah. high on Devers last year is because you could see the swing was there. It was the mechanics mm-hmm. that he needed to just you know see major league pitching, be able to get it. You saw in the 2018 postseason when he went deep off Justin Verlander, like he had mm-hmm. it. It was just like get putting it all together and figuring it out at the major league level. Andrew Benintendi has never I think he has one of the nicest swings in baseball. If you want to see you want to see clean stuff. Go, you want to see bread on butter. Butter on bread. <laughs> Go watch Andrew Benintendi swing. Cut through the mm-hmm. zone. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. 
I just don't know if the actual raw power will ever be there. Uh, last spring training, he bulked up more, which cost him in defense. Uh, cost his defense in uh, the outfield. Because in 2018, he made that amazing catch against the Astros, but he was not the same defender last year. So this year, mm -hmm. he slims back down. I'm just like my ceiling for Benintendi right now is like, do you see Benintendi as like being able to be a 300 hitter? Honestly, no. But I think we've only seen him for a couple years, and we've seen one Benatendi, and then we've seen a different Benatendi. So I think it's really open with him. I love him. He was my favorite player in 2018. I've kind of maybe moved on to Devers, joining the hype a little bit. But I think I could really see Benatendi becoming, taking that next step and becoming a star like very easily. What's but your I could ceiling? Also see him plateauing. I could see him hitting like 270 and just staying like that for a few years too. My gut feeling is he takes a step forward. I also think he's going to take a step forward. My question is, what is a step forward? And I view Andrew Benintendi right now, and I may be wrong, uh, but I usually think I have a pretty good gauge of these players. I view him as a max, like a good season for Benintendi is going to be like 285, 20 home runs. I was literally going to say 285. Yeah, but, like, yeah, so that, that's a step forward to me because that's, like, a good batting mm -hmm. average. The power is there, like, 60, 75 yeah. RBIs. I just he's don't... Not, he's not going to become a Mookie. He's not going to become Devers. a Devers. He, yeah. But he's... I think he does serve a role, and he can be special, so... No, I think he's going to be a very good major league player. But mm -hmm. he's... I think that he's never going to be a great major league player. I would agree, yeah. But this year... He, this is his chance. For, time for I, him to show us, yeah. I think this is his last chance to do it. Um, yes. A player, another player we had these conversations with, so maybe he's maybe he's similar to Bogarts because this is a conversation that was happening in Boston about Xander Bogarts forever. Um, everyone was always wondering when will he take that step to become a true superstar and because uh, he was on the 2013 Red Sox when they – people forget he's been here for seven years now. Yeah. He's, he's – uh, I think he maybe is he the longest tenured? No, he's not. He's probably getting close though, is because Nomar Garcia Power only played was it ten years for the Red Sox at shortstop. I I don't I, even know, but I, he's been I, here for a while. He's he's and gonna Bogarts be. Bogarts also came in. He came into the league steaming. I think he just started his career in the playoffs. They were like, all right, time for you to start a playoff game, and he yeah. has never played in the regular season. And then he just he was one of the most highly touted prospects in baseball. Always has been, mm -hmm. and I think last year. He's been good throughout his career, um, but last year was the first year it all clicked. Like, he was the best shortstop in baseball. Is that – that he was the best shortstop in baseball? Yeah, I, and people still won't say it, I think, but last year he – I mean, his stats were insane. I he got him for you. isn't great defensively, <laughs> I think. Well, we'll talk about his offense first, but I do think his defense – I don't like his defense, honestly. I think he misses a lot of plays. He's just really? not there. He makes the plays, but I think the balls he doesn't get to, it's like, oh, Andrelton Simmons would have got that ball, you know? Yeah, but, like, I know you're not. we're not a big war podcast, but he did have six yeah. wins above replacement last year. Yeah, no, he a great player. This is just very nitpicky. I think he's... I just pure. He's a good defensive player, but he's not a flashy shortstop. Yeah, he's can, a more hitter, make the play shortstop. This is where I, uh, I think maybe his style actually. I think people would agree with you, and his style maybe hurts him. Is he's very very elegant at shortstop. 
He moves. Yeah, and reserved a little bit. Yeah, he's all. He's not gonna make the diving play because he's already there. Yeah. So that's how I view him. You're not gonna see him on those like ridiculous highlight reels where he's running to his left. Occasionally, yeah, but I think he's so defensively sound and technically yeah. like he's just that he makes it look easy. So you look at him like he's not playing a good short, not like he's not playing an elite shortstop. Like if you look at like Fernando Tatis Jr. running all around there, but then you look at Bogarts, he's like, oh well, that was an easy out. Well, he's making it an mm-hmm. easy out. Is how I view yeah, it defensively. That, that's a good point. I think there's probably a few plays where his speed is kind of lacking a little bit, but he's normally there. He's very defensively sound, great player. And what what is off uh, his offense stats? Yeah, this is what happened because he's always been lack. Everyone always questioned his power, but last year he snapped. 33 home runs, 117 RBIs, OPS of a 9.37, batting average 309, uh, fifth in MVP voting. He was an all-star and a silver slugger at his position. And those are all career highs, career highs offensively. So it's – and the biggest thing for me is that it was right after signing a six-year contract with the Red Sox, and mm-hmm. then he came out and had his best season. Yeah, that's big. I, he's – He's gonna be good. I really, I he's those Bogarts players, is my favorite player in baseball right now. Yeah, he's a great player. I think those three players we just named, fairly young. Bogarts has a little bit of age to him, but he's in his prime. But those three players, top three of a lineup, that's you really can't hate that at all. I think that's really really solid. And then when you got someone in the four hole like JD Martinez, who's been doing his thing for years, I think people still. Underrate him, honestly. Still sleep he, on Just him. Dingers. Just Dingers Martinez. He hits bombs. He's probably one of the best righties in baseball. Just solid swing. And I still think people are sleeping on him. I agree. I still think people... I think it's gotten better since he's in a big market like Boston, but let's go back to that Stanton-JD Martinez argument. Like, who is... Mm-hmm. Look at, if you look at the stats, man, this guy is clearly the better hitter. Um, and it's not even close... Back-to-back seasons with the Red Sox, over 100 RBIs. People forget, in 2018, this man put up 130 RBIs. He he was the MVP runner, runner, except it happened to be that there's a guy named Mookie Betts also on the Red Sox that won it. But I honest, J.D. Martinez's stats were just as nutty. It's insane. But last year, in a quote-unquote down year, of for JD Martinez, that people thought it was a down year. He hit 36 dingers, 105 RBIs. He batted 304, an OPS of 937. That's coming off three seasons in a row, where he had an o- uh, two seasons in a row, where he had an OPS over a thousand. So he's probably one of the best all around hitters in baseball. If you yeah, look at his doubles numbers, yeah, he has he 33 plays DH doubles for the Red Sox. So I mean, that's. If Benatendi can turn it on, your your first four is going to give you 30 home runs and bat 300. Exactly. You really can't you can't ask for anything more. Uh, the rest of the lineup does fall off a little bit. I'm not an Alex Verdugo mm. guy. I know Jax over here is already ordering a shirt. They posted a picture of his ice on Instagram today. That looked kind of dope, but I'm not a Verdugo guy. Uh, I like I like his potential. Just, you know, something about him. Ah, just not a fan. Uh, Vasquez is going to do his thing behind the plate. Great defensively. He's, he can hit bombs, but his B.A. is not going to be there. And then you got mm-hmm. Mitch Moreland, Jackie Bradley Jr. and per, uh, How do you say it again? Peraza? Um, Jose Peraza, yeah. I don't think Red any Sox of them. don't really know too much about him. He kind of yeah. just came over. He's going to play for Chavis until Chavis takes over. 
or we find somewhere to stick him or trade him away. I don't even know. But he's just our Pedroia because Pedroia is not there anymore. So, who's the, I mean, if he can give us 245, that's all we need. But we got to talk about the players that obviously left this team, and I think that's where this. Let's talk about the subtractions from last year's roster to this year's roster. Mm-hmm. Chris Sale is on the DL. David Price is at home with at, with nope sorry with his with his family <laughs> rest in peace Astro. Um, you got Mookie Betts in Dodgers blue now right there. Those are prob- two of the the two best pitchers in a rotation, and then you have uh, yep. your best the MVP of the league only a year removed, all gone from this team. And then you look at this rotation now and it's it's not looking as good as it used to. You got yeah. Eddie Rodriguez. Before- before we get to the rotation, we should probably talk about Mookie because people are like probably streaming out their phones. Like, how are they not talking about how the Red Sox lost Mookie bets? <sighs> it sucks. It. I didn't want to do this. It just sucks. Guys because you you name Benatendi, Devers, Bogarts, JD Martinez, and then you list the MVP of the league in 2018. That is one of the best lineups in baseball. Easy, probably top like I don't know five. Just easy off the gate. So it's it's just sucks. It's so annoying to see him go i do think he's gonna come back in 2021 but i'm still rooting for him he's a dodger blue over there he's gonna do his thing i want that man to get paid yes he he deserves everything such a good player and it does hurt the boston lineup it leaves a lot of question marks verdugo i think is a solid replacement i mean he's no mochi bets but he's gonna add a little flair in right field out there trying to replace it a little bit but their rotation is where the Red Sox get ugly quick. I mean, you you listen to that lineup, and we're obviously high in them because we've seen Vasquez, Verdugo, Peraza, Bradley, even Mitch Moreland. We've seen them have good moments. A lot of people probably say that's five bad hitters, but they play their roles. But then you, we say these pitchers, and then it's it just gets terrifying. So why don't you read their opening day like top four i don't even think we have a five so let's just roll with four we don't have a three well so we have two well, we just we signed we signed a four i think uh, recently yeah i don't know about that but um we have so eddie rodriguez and nathan avaldi are the two pitchers that people will know uh i think avaldi's getting the ball on opening day because of all the, uh, because of Rodriguez had COVID nineteen, uh, I don't know if he's mm-hmm. gonna be able to get back in time to be able to pitch uh, opening day. But I, I think Avaldi's taking the ball, and although Nathan Avaldi is known around Boston as a absolute warrior for what he did in the twenty eighteen mm-hmm. postseason, he's really not a good starting pitcher. He's not. Yeah, he he throws a hundred. Um, that's all we've seen from him really. He's a huge question mark. But people are saying. He's looked really good. This is turning into a heavy Red Sox pod, but just bear with us. Or just skip to our next episode. We're going to do the Rays and Orioles. Uh, the, feel Come like on, Rays guys. Are there, hey, but... we've been talking about 29 baseball teams. Let us have our moment. Yeah, we're, we're doing Red Sox baseball here. Evaldi, people are saying he's going to have a bounce back year and become this ace that they need. If that happens, that's great, but our rotation still sucks, which is the scary part. It's all if. It's all iffy. And even if everyone plays to their best, it's still a bad rotation. So that's terrifying. We do have Erod, who's proven stuff. 20-game so winner. Can come back, yeah, if he can come back in the second week, maybe even earlier, or even the third week, 
that's good. I like him going up against some good pitchers. But then we got Martin Perez, who's a big leader. That's really it. Then we got Ryan Weber, young guy, not proven. No one knows who he is. You should have. And then they, yeah, they just signed Zach Godley from the D-back. So. Cool last name. Yeah, Godley, an ungodly pitcher, I'd say. What's his, do you have his um, ERA? No, I don't. Even I'll if I did, up. I probably wouldn't say it, so. I'm going to pull it up. Because if you have a last name of Godley, man, like, you kind of got a ball out. Like, that's a. I want to say 5-3-4. I'm going to go above 5-2. It's definitely about 5. 2019, 5-9-7. Okay. Got yeah. It. So um, nothing good, but it's he's. Solid rotation piece. <laughs> yeah, huge boost there. You add an E-Rod and sale, and it's winnable, but no sale and E-Rod is just, just a blow to start. I mean, E-Rod will be back. But, you want to um, hear the grossest stat about, stat about Zach Godley? Mm-hmm. His walks per nine, or strikeouts to walk ratio, was almost one to one. Yeah, he's so he's got filthy stuff. It's, he just he normally throws it so... His slider moves so much that it's normally a ball. His slider makes Chris Sale's slider look like a fastball. It's just yeah. dirty. It's yeah. just dirty. Um, so but, watch out Zach Godley, honestly. Pick him in fantasy. Uh, Zach Godley, sneaky pick for Cy Young. What's the odds on that? Sleeper, I'd say. Sleeper how pick much, for sure. How much shadow are we putting down on that, Jack? Zach. Um, Jack. Jack. <laughs> I called you Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be called Zach Godley because... Zach Godley. I'd, I'd say put him, put him down 50 buck for Cy Young. You're making probably like 3.3 million, I'd say. Do you say, I'm going to look up the, the odds to win the Cy Young. If they even have them. Like, I want to know the odds. No, to... They definitely don't. I think he's not even on a major league contract right now. So They don't. I want to know what the odds for Zach Godley to win the Cy Young. Negative. It's worse than the Royals making the playoffs. I'm gonna, I think it's like three. I'm going to email um, Vegas, like the people who make the mm-hmm. betting lines, and I'm going to ask them to give me a betting line. Because e- <laughs> I want to put some cheese Lawrence down is going to send an email to I'm, Las Vegas. I'm going to do it, and we'll post it on the Eternity to Instagram. I'm going to email the um, whoever makes like these over-unders. I'm going to be like, what is, what's the line on Zach Godley? Okay, I like that. I like to I'm see gonna, that. I'm putting cheese on him. <laughs> but overall, this lineup is good. Rotation is, to be frank, just ass. I mean, so scary. Just not, it's not even beyond scary. It's like just Red Sox fans are so, we've just come to terms with that we're not going to win games with these pitchers that we're hopeful. Like, we've kind of done a flip. It's like, oh, Eovaldi's going to be good this year. Even though two months ago we were like, if Eovaldi's are one, I am moving to Texas. Uh, basically, I think uh, the biggest thing I'm worried about is the health of the Green Monster because. If, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Zach Godley's out there throwing meatballs to uh, Aaron Judge, yeah. I'm a little afraid that we may have to replace the wall because he's going to blast it through a hole in the goddamn wall. So I'm a little worried yeah, about might that. See the first, we might see the first hole in the Dream Monster. Yeah, I think Zach, what's the higher likelihood? Did Zach Godley win Cy Young or is it did a crack in the Green Monster off a hit? Probably crack. I mean, you got Stanton, Bo Bichette, Bryce Harper. They're all coming to town. Stan Ronald almost Acuna. committed murder and... I'm just saying, he he almost yeah. killed Tanaka, so he could obviously crack That's that true. green monster. Yeah, Wally, watch out! Your home is being invaded, FBI open up style. So it's gonna be rough for the pitchers. But hey, if this lineup can get going, if Ivaldi can toss some innings, if we and can... that is and that is why the Red Sox are going to be your only undefeated team this season. <laughs> yes, we have them. In, we have them coming in at a cool fifty-nine and one. 
last game of the season, they lose on purpose just to take the pressure off before the playoffs. Exactly, yep. Because you don't want that kind of pressure. That historic pressure, that's... Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't do it. Although Alex Verdugo is going to go 60 home runs in 60 games, you don't want that type of pressure on you when it comes to that's the playoffs. That's true. He'll hit 59, too. He'll, he'll take the last day off. Yeah, take the last day off. I think we've done a really good co- uh, job of avoiding revealing our deep, deep love for the Red Sox during these podcasts. But if, if you listen to this episode, mm-hmm. you realize that this is all we care about at all right? <laughs> yeah. It's honestly, it's just such... It's on so the much back fun. burner right now for MLB fans because you see the Red Sox lineup, but I think if you take a deep dive into the rotation, you honestly are probably pitching them based on our standards. If I'm giving them an accurate, like how we would rank them, I think I'm putting them at like 20 and 40 after looking at these pitchers because I've said over and over again, the pitching is going to matter so much. If you don't have good pitching, you're not going to do well no matter how solid your lineup is. The Red Sox do have a really good lineup, but if I wasn't a Red Sox fan, I think I'm putting him at like 20 and 40. But luckily, I'm a Red Sox fan, so. Yeah, so I want to. I'll go first. Uh, I don't think they're that bad. I think this lineup, like we said, is good enough to win games. Uh, I'm going to fence ride hard here. I could see him coming in anywhere from 35 and 25 or 25 and 35. Same as like I felt about the Blue Jays mm. or whatever team, the Indians, whatever team I said about that. But I think they're going to come in at a. <sighs> A nice even 30 and 30. I think this is a 500 ball club. They're going to have to win games 9 to 8, and I think they can do that. But I just mm-hmm. don't see that type. We t- if we're being, hey, for nothing, we're consistent. We can't sit here every other pod and be like, pitching is what matters, pitching is what matters. And then look at this lineup, this rotation, no, this rotation and this bullpen that we even talk about because that's how bad it is. Um, yeah, there's All you need to know, Matt Barnes is good. Everyone else sucks. Matt Barnes can be good for about 10 games, and then he loses all control and gets roped. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, basically it. So I look at this uh, team, and I say they're exactly what a 500-ball club represents. They have one strong part and two weak parts. Yeah, very true. I'm putting them at 32 and 28 because I love the Red Sox, and they're going to be good. And they're going to go 32 and 28 and still somehow win the World Series. They're not making the playoffs, but they're winning the World Series. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't know if there's some like rule changes, if Corona gets involved, but we'll see. They are winning the World Series, but 32 and 28, kind of as you said, they don't they don't have pitching. If Evaldi and Erod ball out and both go 10 and 0, they still don't have enough pitching to win games for the rest of the game season. So not looking good for our Red Sox, but um. We're just still going to watch every game and cry every Sunday night. So, here we go. For sure. And I'm definitely going to get on that Zach Godley yards. And I'll let the people know if mm-hmm. anyone wants to put down some cheese with me. And we'll see how much money we can win. Because that, that's our bet for this team. But I think that wraps up this Red Sox, I mean, uh, Corona preview. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got another one done. We How many we got left now, is that, Jack? We got three left? Two more. Two left. We got two more to go. Uh, we got the Orioles and the Rays coming at you tomorrow mm-hmm. and then we got the work the matchup to open the season we got a special episode for you we're gonna break our pattern a little bit and we're gonna bring you a yankees national breakdown followed by a full season breakdown on another pod so we're just pumping content two pods a day all the way up to opening day you can expect everything mm-hmm. and where can you find it all jack at turning to podcast on instagram and on twitter at turning to pod Fire content on each, toss us a follow. Exactly. Fire content. Content every day. 
more content you can handle. You get to see our hear our beautiful voices every day. So make sure you check mm-hmm. it out. Follow, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, Spotify, Anchor, and any other place you like to consume your podcast. And we will see you guys tomorrow with another team breakdown. Peace. Go Red Sox.